0: Hi Yogi, welcome back to another episode of the Lights On podcast where we discover, reflect and unpack fundamental yoga teachings to apply in everyday life. If you're new, my name is Kat and I'm your host. I'm also a certified yoga teacher passionate about practicing and teaching traditional yoga and yoga philosophy. Through this podcast I hope to show you that A life with more peace and more purpose is totally possible and that traditional yogic philosophy is an incredible source of knowledge and a big big inspiration to help us accomplish exactly that, more peace and purpose. Today we are talking about something that is very close to my heart um, and so today I decided to do this a little bit unscripted. So I usually have a few bullet points, which I do uh, have today, um, but I tend to have, I'm, I'm very much a person that likes to be prepared, so I usually write things down before I do record the podcast. So today I'm not doing that um, because I wanted today's episode to be a bit more informal and today's topic is all about anxiety and how devotion and surrender can be two incredible, um, I would say, tools to put us on the path to heal um, our anxiety. So these two words may be raising a few eyebrows, but stay with me, um, and I'll explain uh, you the reasoning, but also share a bit um, of my experience um, struggling with anxiety for pretty much all, all my life. So going into the topic and telling you a bit more about my journey with it, so as I've just mentioned, I, I have been struggling with anxiety all my life. Uh, It wasn't exactly something that I was uh, very aware of up until I started practicing yoga, interestingly enough. But I've always felt um, a bit unsafe in general uh, in regards to myself, to my place in the world. Um, I've also felt a bit unsure when when I relate or I used to relate to others. So this sort of um, on-edge feeling that I feel like has been uh, following me all, all my life. But uh, my anxiety really had this peak when I was in university. I, I was about 19 or 20 years old. Um, I was doing my, I think it was my last uh, year, um, at uni I was studying business management in a pretty competitive business school and at the moment at that time, I was fully um, on it. you know I've always been, as I'm sure you will relate, if you also experience anxiety, you tend to be an overachiever and um, you tend to be always overcompensating just to prove that you're enough. Um, I think this is a, a pretty common coping mechanism for all of us that experience um, anxiety since a young age. Again, at the time, <laughs> this coping mechanism, I, I was not aware of it. Uh, but anyway, you know, I was always at the top of my class. Uh, studying was a big priority and um, having the best grades was a big part of my identity. And I definitely seeked external validation a lot, which um, in hindsight, obviously doesn't help anxiety at all. Um, so anyways, you know that the whole university experience was a pretty overwhelming one, you know, that there was a lot of people um, I was no longer at the top of my class. I was by all means a decent student and a good student, but I, I wasn't anymore, you know, that, that a bright star of every class, which for me was a pretty big deal. And actually my self-esteem um, took a big hit, uh, which I think intensified my, my anxiety and just these feelings of inadequacy. Through my journey with anxiety and how this expressed, um, how anxiety expressed within me was that at at the time I struggled with breathing. So I, I had, my breath was very shallow and I, I struggled uh, being able to breathe sometimes. And I also noticed that my heart raced and it's almost as if I was skipping, um, a beat, you know, every once, um, in a while, which was actually quite scary when you're experiencing it. But then As I was going through this and thinking to myself, oh, you know, this is just how it is, this is just how I experience life, how I go about life, I wasn't really aware that I was experiencing something that I I shouldn't, that life could actually be peaceful and with joy and um, a lot more carefree. Um, it was at the time that yoga found me and i I say that yoga found me and not that I found yoga because i I genuinely feel like this was very much um, a calling you know something um, that was presented to me and that I feel felt immediately drawn towards it wasn't something that i that I seek necessarily so one day out of the blue I decided to uh, type into Google um, yoga classes near me like, I have literally, at this point, never thought about yoga before. It was so strange that just one random day, I typed this into Google. Um, and I think it was just, you know, because I was experiencing so much at the time and it was such a a confusing and... Um, such an uncomfortable and scary moment for me that I think my my unconscious side was very much like no she needs a coping mechanism she needs an outlet and she needs to let that anxiety um go so um I think it was my unconscious you know pulling me towards um yoga so anyway I decided to visit uh, the yoga center that popped up first on my on the google listing and I signed up for classes then and there again like no questions asked I just did it Um, and then that following saturday i attended my very first yoga class and it was during that yoga class that i really felt myself relax in a very long time which then made me realize that the stress the anxiety wasn't who i was and wasn't something that i should be experiencing all the time i had these this version of myself that was Calm, happy, smiley that just wasn't coming out anymore because it was so, it was sort of being held hostage by anxiety and stress. And actually, yoga classes were incredibly important to put me really on a path to release anxiety and learn more importantly, learn how to manage my anxiety uh, symptoms because. And i'm sure it's the same for you when you struggle with um, anxiety you certainly have anxiety goes um, a bit like waves right it's a bit like a roller coaster you have highs um, and lows so it's really important for you or for us struggling with anxiety to know what works for us and to use those tools when we are indeed going through particularly bad um, anxiety crisis so for me yoga provided me that uh, yoga taught me to breathe a lot more consciously which helps uh, control uh, your mind, get you out of overwhelming and and panic situations. And also just a practice in general that worked a bit like a reset uh, for me. So, you know, I could be going through an enormous amount of pressure, an enormous amount of stress, but I knew that on Saturday uh, from 11 to 12.30, I had an hour and a half or actually two hours, I think, two hours that I was just dedicating fully to myself that was going to help me relax and unwind, you know? And I remember uh, when people, when I started becoming very passionate about yoga and, and, and talking about it, sharing my experience with other people, I, I used to describe yoga as literally my, my sanity because it was literally the place for me to really rest and relax. And that was so, so important to me at the time. Um, But anyway, you know, yoga was very useful and helpful to reduce my anxiety, help me manage my anxiety symptoms. But it was actually another side of yoga that has put me on the path to healing my anxiety. Now, I know that when I say the word healing, it's a bit of a loaded word, right? That's so big. Healing anxiety. But I do believe that these two things that we're going to talk about—surrender and devotion—can indeed help you erase um, and completely get rid of anxiety. I do, um, just because of, of of my experience and a few things that I've um, that I've learned um, over the past. I would say few few years. Um, I do believe that they are instrumental if you do want to get rid of, of anxiety period and not just control it, not just manage it. So let me just tell you a bit more about, about this and why I think devotion and surrender play such crucial roles um when dealing and healing um anxiety. So I told you already that um, my yoga practice, which consisted of a, a traditional yoga practice, meaning that I, at the time, I was experiencing a lot more than just the physical side of yoga. I was very lucky to be part of a lineage and a school that very much taught the, the uh, had an integrated approach to, to yoga. So we covered uh, breathing practices, we covered kriya, you know, cleansing. Um, toning techniques, we, we covered meditation, um, which is what I also cover as a yoga teacher, we covered um, concentration exercise exercises, um, energy locks, so there was a lot to it and I certainly experienced yoga as a whole and not just something that is focused only about our physical bodies and, and the fitness practice, you know, it was a lot more than that. Um, and I think this more than that uh, was is really, really important because as you navigate the, the physicality of the practice, you also learn other things while doing the physical poses, while doing the physical part of the practice. And for me, it was very life-changing that the yoga I was practicing had this big, I would say, spiritual knowledge associated with it, uh, which in turn taught me about um, Devotion and surrender. Devotion and surrender—they are a big part of the um, ethical system of yoga, of yoga philosophy, um, and they are by no means easy to understand and/or to practice, especially if you, like me, grew up in a in very pretty much Western culture where devotion can sometimes raise a few eyebrows um, and turn a few heads. So for this next part of the podcast, as we dive a little deeper into these two concepts, I ask you just to keep your mind open. Um, Certainly the purpose of me being chatting here with with you today is not to... sort of teach you anything necessarily, um, it's more about sharing my experience and also um, encouraging your reflection about surrender, about, um, about devotion. So I'm, I'm not here to um, recommend anything necessarily, but I'm here to uh, have you ask some questions to yourself, reflect, inquire, um, and come up with your own answers and with your own opinions about devotion. And um, surrender. So, so anyway, I think um, as I was saying before, the 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 physical part of the of the yoga practice was helping me manage my symptoms. At this point, I was a lot more uh, relieved than I than I than I had ever been. I think at at the point at that point, um, I was able to use the breathing practices and and all the learnings uh, to manage uh, my my anxiety crisis when they did come. But I wasn't necessarily feeling that my anxiety was improving or reducing. So I knew how to handle it, but I still experienced it um, pretty often. And actually it took me a a while because I do feel like it takes you a while and it certainly takes you many years um, of yoga before you can come to, to this point. Um, the reason being is that um, yoga is can work a bit like a cleansing process. So we are, as human beings, uh, impacted uh, by a lot, by, by our surroundings, by everything that we eat, by everything that we see, that we watch, that we are witnesses to, and that has an impact on the body and on the mind. So you can see this as, uh, you know, us being a bit like a mirror, and as we go through life, that mirror gets really, really dirty. So yoga can be seen as a tool to wipe that mirror, mirror clean so that you can see more and more clearly as you practice um, yoga, which in turn helps you realize a few things um, about life in general, two of them being surrender and uh, devotion. So I do feel like you need a solid yoga practice and you need to trust the process before you reach necessarily these two uh, conclusions that I, that I reached because at this point, I've been practicing yoga for, for nine years. Um, and the seventh year is indeed a a turning point. So again I was experiencing anxiety, I wasn't seeing necessarily that big of an improvement with it even though I knew how to manage my anxiety crisis and it was only when I started interacting and practicing a bit more the spiritual side of yoga that I started seeing a shift on how I experience things and how I react to things, which in turn does decrease my anxiety because I'm not so uncertain anymore and I also don't need to be in control anymore. Which is very good if you're a person that struggles with anxiety, because if you think about it, we are anxious because we don't know what's going to happen. Um, and we know that we have zero control over what is about to happen even though we desperately want um, control. Um, these two things are, are really big sources of, of anxiety and surrender and devotion help you uh, let go of these two things of these two fears and allow you to be a lot more have a, a lot more trust and you also become which is interesting, a lot more confident about yourself about how resilient you are and about your capacity to really face any challenge that comes your way, which is so, so empowering and and such a big source of relief to me. Um, And also this understanding that you are a lot more than you think you are. Um, a lot bigger uh, a lot better um, and a lot more capable than you think you you are which um, also is very good to your own self-esteem and your confidence uh, but more now about specifically devotion and surrender i just wanted to explain it to you um a bit more about these these concepts so let's start with with devotion which i think is probably the word that will raise more um eyebrows uh, here and it certainly did for me when i when i when i first interacted with with this more spiritual side um of yoga because i was very and and i am i am a very skeptical person and very cynical, um. So I, I certainly have a big critical thinking head, which doesn't um shut off very often. So for me, devotion would definitely raised um uh, my eyebrows. Um. So anyway, devotion, and I mean devotion in the sense that you devote yourself to something. Uh, this something in yoga is recommended to be something higher than yourself. So um. This can be uh, God, but this can be also nature, can be um, a higher conscious, um, can be whatever you want to believe in, basically. So, devotion in yoga doesn't really um, prescribe anything necessarily, but it does um, challenge you to find something, someone that you believe in more than you do yourself something higher uh, meaning that um, something with uh, higher qualities or uh, just a higher level of, of wisdom than yourself right something more not someone more knowledgeable or um some someone wiser and therefore why we tend to you know to go back to to god or or the universe Uh, but it can also be yourself you know it can be your own higher self so it it, yoga doesn't really tell you who or what to believe in but it does encourage you to go on this uh, journey to find um what you believe in and then once you find that thing that you believe in then the point is that you devote all your actions and more importantly the outcome of your actions to this entity to this uh, person to this higher um consciousness Um, And this is something that we've actually covered in a podcast before in a little bit more detail, because this is very connected with bhakti yoga. And so if you want to know more about bhakti yoga, the the yoga of devotion, I suggest you check episodes. um, I believe it's episode two of this podcast. We dive a little deeper into this um, path um, of yoga. Um, so anyway, the point here is that you you devote the outcome of your actions to this um, entity. This means that you start you stop attaching yourself. You stop attaching emotions to the outcome of this action. So I'll give you I'll give an example. Um, say you've got an exam that you're studying really hard for, or a deadline at, at work, and you're putting together this proposal. Um, so you are working hard because you are um, doing your best and because you are devoted to your higher self and the best version of yourself. So you're working really hard, you're doing your best. But you're not relying, you're not putting any worth into whether the proposal is successful or not, or into you pass the exam or don't pass the exam. So you are focused on the action but you are not focused on the outcome of that action, because what matters when you are devoted and you're doing something with devotion, the results of the action, they lose importance, and instead you want to enjoy you are in the moment, and you give your best in in that action, without necessarily worrying about, you know, will I be rewarded, will I be praised, will I be uh, fired? Will I be demoted? So there, there's, there's no external pressure there and no need for external validation because you yourself are giving your best um, and are then giving the product of your um, action away to this uh, higher entity. So it's this very interesting process of detachment and release that really helps you take the pressure off and really allows you to be, one, a lot more in the moment, to actually produce a a better output because you are focused in the moment without being nervous about it or questioning yourself all the time. Um, And you also stop being so anxious about the, the result because you are giving those worries away. What you're saying is that because you did your best, then that's all you could do at that time in that space. So the results of the actions they're not up to you you can let them go and know that you've done your best with what you knew and that is enough i'm just going to take a, a tiny little break here to to let that settle um a bit and and again you know if, if things don't click immediately for you uh, don't worry just open your your mind and your heart um see this and um allow whatever needs to come up to you to come up you know any any questions any doubts any concerns um it's all um accepted so zero zero judgment here uh we're certainly i'm certainly not expecting you to just take this at at its face value you know so definitely use your critical thinking uh, inquire reflect um on this yourself now about surrender um I think that these two are very closely connected uh, because surrender it's um precisely about letting go um and letting stop again attaching any value to to whatever it, whatever it is the outcome of what, what you're doing so Devotion and surrender, they are connected because I feel like it's very difficult for us and and this comes from my my personal experience. It's very difficult for you to, to truly surrender and to truly give away the need for controlling the product of your actions without you having devotion and something higher than yourself to believe in and devote yourself to. Because devotion is... very altruistic process and it's it's a very important journey where you separate yourself gradually from your ego and if you're still very much being controlled by the ego then it's very will be very difficult for you to really dissociate yourself from praise from rewards and from criticism um, and be fully in the moment only focused on the action you're doing as opposed to the result of of the action which is uh, the the surrender so it will be very difficult for you to really surrender if you are um not already a believer of in in, in something higher than than yourself and if you haven't really initiated this process already of of detaching Um, yourself from from the product of your of your actions. so these two concepts are are very linked um together so it's actually very hard (laughs) the inside for me to to separate them uh, at least in in my head um but they 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 are so so interesting because as i as i continued my yoga practice and i started to separate and detach myself from the outcomes I I did notice that my anxiety reduced and I wasn't experiencing anxiety as regularly as I was before. Again, this is all a process and, and bearing in mind that I've been practicing yoga for nine years and in the grand scheme of things, nine years is nothing. Um, so I still know very, very little and I, I'm sure that I've still experienced very little but you, you do notice that you are no longer so worried about how you come across, you're no longer so worried about how you perform because those things matter less and less to you and um, you start being more, um, you start to enjoy more the journey as opposed to the destination, you know, so That will help you be less worried, that will um, also ease your fears about the future because you stop thinking about the future so much, you're just enjoying the moment and where you are right now. I'm not saying that this is uh just a you know a, a switch that you turn off and turn turn on and you turn off when when you when you need it, um but it's it's something that is going to happen gradually. So I, I still have times obviously where I'm I'm really worried about the the outcome of my actions. Um, you know, i I do have a yoga business, and I want my business to be successful. I want to be able to reach my my more students and and to grow my business. So sometimes when you know a, a launch doesn't go so well or I don't have many signups, obviously that that does take a toll. Um and I do question it, but I've learned that through the process of devotion and surrender, I'm able to focus a lot more on my message on what it is that i'm here to do as opposed to the impact necessarily that i have Uh, knowing that even if i impact one person and even if i um help one person today that will make me happy and that will be more than enough as opposed to me thinking about oh you know i only had uh, two people join my yoga class, I really wished I was, I was teaching a, a class of, of, of 20 people, you know, just to give you a, a bit of an example. Um, so I, I, I do still go through these moments, but I'm able to recover from them a lot quicker. Um, and I'm able to rewire my brain and my thought process into turning my attention to, not to the outcome of my actions, but to the action itself, you know, and I question myself, but did I do my best? Yes. Okay, uh, then well done. <laughs> Give yourself a pat uh, in in the back. Uh, so it's so it's certainly it's certainly a journey. It doesn't happen overnight, um, but it is very. It's been very rewarding to see this process and and really the how resilient you become when you start relying on something higher than yourself and you start detaching yourself from the product of of your actions. So. Um, if there's anything that i want you to take away from this um verbal brain dump that i've just um recorded today um, it's it's really for you to start noticing if there's any way where you could um practice uh detachment um and allowing yourself to Hand in the product of your actions to um, someone higher than yourself, something higher than yourself. Um, and also if if you would like to go on this journey of finding this something because um, it's, it's for some of us it takes takes a while. Uh, it took a while for me as well. Um, I'm not necessarily a supporter of, of of organized religion, so I had to reframe a lot of my my way of thinking. And and how I related to to devotion and into devoting myself to to something, um. But again, the good thing is that you're free to choose whatever it is that you want to to believe it, believe in. As as a as a yogi myself, um, I. I tend to relate a bit more, perhaps with with the with the universe, with a higher consciousness. But for you, can be something else. Can be nature um can be uh, virgin mary can be uh who whoever god it is that you believe in so there's really no no right or wrong here as long as you love this entity and you allow yourself to to love and be devoted to this entity selflessly so i certainly gave you lots to to think about um lots to consider lots to um inquire and this again this is a journey this is a process so don't um think that you need to have answers to these questions and know exactly what you're doing next but allow yourself to sit with that discomfort um allow yourself to sit and to feel that doubt because that's usually you know the the catalyst for you to realizing um, you know a new perspective uh, new new ideas so and if you if you meditate if you have a meditation practice and meditate um, about this I'm sure you'll have um, your answers in in no time um, actually because everything that we know everything that we need is is already within all right so I'll' um, finish here today's episode but as usual we're going to um, now do a guided meditation just to help us integrate knowledge a little bit, help settle um, our minds after this uh, intense discussion. So let's start. (laughs) So find a comfortable position. You can sit with your legs crossed on a yoga mat if you can. You can also just sit comfortably on a chair, your sofa, the bed, as long as your feet are on the floor and you sit with your back upright. Now as you settle into this position, I want you to place, rest your hands on your laps and close your eyes. within as you turn your attention to your inner world your inner universe that is a lot deeper than you think it is where you can find all the answers to your questions your desires and as you concentrate within notice how the rest of the world fades away the background. You notice your breathing, your inhale, your exhale. And today, on the subject of detachment, devotion, surrender, we're going to use a technique to help us do exactly that detach and surrender. This is actually one of my favorite meditation techniques and an incredibly powerful one. So what you want to do is listen and observe your breath without interfering. Don't slow your breath down, release control. You are a witness to your breath. It's almost as if your breath is happening on the outside and you are just Looking in, observing your natural inhale, your natural exhale. Stay with this practice, witnessing your, your breath without interfering and meditate in silence And if you are distracted by a noise, your body or your mind, acknowledge the distraction and come back to your breath as many times as you need. And don't be frustrated because meditation is not the absence of thought, is instead this process of learning how to control our minds and learning how to control where we focus on so give yourself grace give yourself time and stay with the meditation for a little while longer i'll bring you back when it's time we finish here our meditation and we also reach the end of episode five of the lights on podcast thank you so so much as usual for tuning in for listening um i really hope this podcast inspires you to live a, a better life and more importantly that it gives you um this belief that uh, life can really have a lot more peace um, than, than we think, especially when we're in the midst of, of stress um, and anxiety. If you'd like to stay connected um, or to ask any questions, uh, or if you have any comments, any feedback about this show, I'd love to hear from you. The best way is for you to follow me on uh, Instagram. I'm at yogafool.studio. Um, And yeah, I'd love to to connect um, over there. If you're also interested about my yoga classes uh, or more in general about traditional yoga and about what I speak here, um, also give my website a a visit um, and explore, And you know, in case you feel called after watching this this podcast. Uh, The website is also fairly easy. It's pretty much the same as my Instagram handle, so... Uh, yogaful. uh, studio. that's where I'm, where I'm at. Original, right? Uh, keeping everything on brand. Um, anyway, thank you so much. Um, again, I hope you have a lovely rest of your day. Take care. <laughs>